Salty today, okay? I can't Sorry. help it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jamie Markey. Uh, I'm Michael Tatum, <laughs> who again has no heat in his fucking home. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. And it's, I, don't, I don't even live in Texas anymore. <laughs> I know, it's not that cold here. <laughs> uh, is our town home in fucking North Hollywood just having sympathy pains? <laughs> I guess so, because we haven't been that cold. No. Uh, um, this is cool intentions, just for everybody listening. I feel, like, I feel like they know that. I don't think anyone ends might. up here. I don't feel like anyone ends up here accidentally. You know, I have, uh, we have... We joined TikTok almost a year ago, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, in the past month, I've been like nothing, like dry. I have no creativity in my body whatsoever. And I think <laughs> it was the Texas freeze. Like afterwards, I was just really tired. <laughs> and it might have been the thing that put me over the edge of uh, <laughs> of like stress. It was like, oh, okay, I'm done. I can't. I'm out. Mark you out. <laughs> and so... Um, so somebody commented on TikTok, why don't you post anymore, and then had a sad face. And I was like, I don't know why. I guess it's the freeze. I don't know. Send me questions, and then maybe that will help <laughs> me. And so one of the questions we got, or I got, was about the podcast. And so oh, yeah, yeah. I answered about cool intentions, and you commented on it with full with lies. And... Um, <laughs> No lie at all. No lie at all. It is. It's very haunted there in L.A. Um, And so then uh, several people were like, I didn't know you have a podcast. So we might have new listeners. That's nice. And we want them to know. That we know. This is Ghoul Intentions. (laughs) But this is nothing like Ghoul Intentions normally is. No, no. Although what is these days for fuck's sake? Yeah, what is normal anymore? (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what is I normal? I don't TikTok that much these days because all my creativity is just all my creativity goes into yelling at my landlord. I get and that. I, and then yeah. I'm spent. And mm-hmm. I mean, I I sent him some truly epic texts. <laughs> did I did I tell you about my HOA meeting? <sighs> no. Oh my god. Okay. So my HOA is shit, and <laughs> well, anytime an I take something to them, they're like, no. We don't care about your house. And so then, um, and there's certain things they're supposed to take care of and they never do. But we have new sidewalks, so that's fun uh, and useless. Like, I'm really glad that other people who walk on our sidewalks that are not us get to have such a smooth sailing experience. But, like, you know, nothing. And, and we had that sidewalks huge. sidewalks and HOA's responsibility because it's the city. Uh, it makes you no know, sense. Oh, it God. could be the exterior of the home. But uh, sidewalks. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, <laughs> um, one of the things that 
uh, is a big problem is when we got that huge, huge hailstorm like two years ago almost, year and a half at least. Yeah. Uh, the insurance yeah. company was like, no. And then we had to like fight the HOA to get them to go after the insurance company. And so, of course, I have like all these suspicions that someone in my HOA has like an in with the insurance company because somebody else was telling me when I was complaining about it, like, we need to find a new insurance company if they don't pay out when there's a huge disaster uh-huh. that is called like, yeah. And yeah. And they're like, no, 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 it's not a problem. <laughs> it's like, really? It's not, hail's not a problem for a flat roof. You don't find that to be. So it's like <laughs> going through court and all of this bullshit. And so um, at that point, I was like, fuck these people. They're, it's like, mm. let me just, we, we just have really expensive, ding, we just have really expensive um, uh, uh, lawn care. That's my assumption. So <laughs> apparently we have somebody else who's a little bit of a pot stirrer. And my, you know, life is full of lawsuits and shit. So my pot has mm. been stirred. <laughs> I'm good. But she has hired a lawyer to talk to them and all of these different things. It's very exciting. And um, we have a meeting coming up. And, I mean, there is some drama. Oh, with my like, God. I'm Film gonna, it. I want to see One person. Oh, God. One person's running. And the other person was like, you can't run because you have a conflict of interest because you want these things done with your house. And it's like, that's not a conflict of interest. That's somebody who wants the HOA to work. <laughs> that's that's called being invested. All of these like hateful emails and all oh of this shit. God. And one of my friends oh. and I are like, we're going to get popcorn and do the HOA meeting and just watch the shit storm <laughs> happen. I'm very excited about it. I can't That's... wait. <laughs> uh, it's going to be good. Oh, my God. This yeah. is what happens when you've been locked in your house for a year. You're excited about a shit storm at the HOA. <laughs> it's like House of Cards, but it's an HOA. It's a drama about an yeah. HOA, not, not government. That's it's so townhouse fucking... of cards. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's crazy. It's, oh, I mean, fuck. what are you going to do? Fuck. What are you gonna do? <laughs> my, uh, so I was my back and forth with my our property manager yesterday, because um, the issue is like you know the, the fucking heating goes out again, i.e. whenever we mm. use it, um, and whenever heat is needed, it's not. there. Yeah, whenever it's you. needed, it's not there. It's definitely a fair weather friend, which is the exact opposite of what we need it to be, and. So, and they've been out four times to fix it, and the fix never works for very long, and it always takes a fucking act of Congress to get the contractor out here to look at it, because I have to call our property manager, who then is like, okay, I'll call them and get you an ETA, and then he doesn't. So I have to call him again later on in the day, or the next day, to be like, hey, uh, is anyone fucking coming out here? We're freezing our balls off. And he'll be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, they're coming tomorrow. And it's like, bitch, you just now remember to call them when I texted mm-hmm. you. Like, this is some horse shit. Um, or, you know, he'll be traveling or something and, and not Ugh. have told any of us. So he, he's on a plane and can't answer his phone for like three or four hours. And so I just went back and forth. And so after all this, he's like, well, you know, like you guys have been really cool with everything. I understand your, your frustration, but, um, you know, I'm totally going to get you that bottle of Hendrix. And this was like months ago. <laughs> it's never happened. Um, so with our back and forth t- yesterday and today, he was like, Hey, just want you to know, I haven't forgotten about that bottle of Hendrix. And my response was, that just makes me angrier. <laughs> <laughs> you remembered it and it's still not fucking here? Go fuck yourself, bro. Just tell me you forgot right. about it. I'm like, Jesus, you can't even buy me a bottle of gin and there's a liquor store a block away. Right. And also when I'm freezing at night, I'll be like, you know what, though? I am getting a free bottle of gin in four months. <laughs> so that's nice. <laughs> Benefits. Just, it just feels so fucking stupid because it's like really 
it's just the con- I'm sure it's it's a shitty unit, not a not the the unit we live in is beautiful, but I think the AC unit is just one of the yeah, it's sure. new and there's probably some crazy fucking thing wrong with it they're just now discovering, you know, like mm. when a new car gets recalled and they're just kind of like, "Oh, this will fix it for a little while because I mean, how they're not going to it's fine. I think they put a little patch on it." Thinking that it doesn't need to be permanent because they duct taped it. Yeah, and because it. And you know like, it doesn't fixed. it doesn't get very cold here. Except it does sometimes, and when it does, the thing fucking goes out. And so it's like, man, just fucking, just fix the fucking thing. Just fix it. Yeah. I'm tired of. Also, I don't want a parade of strangers coming into my home during a fucking pandemic. It's something funny that way. Um, right. So it's like, yeah. That's the other thing too. Is like at this point we've all been home, so it's our fucking castle. Mm-hmm. Make sure it works. <laughs> like yeah. stop! Yeah. What little ground bugs have decided their tiny little bugs that live in the soil have started coming in after the freeze? And I'm like, get out my house! They don't live very long. But I don't know what the the new explosion <laughs> is, but I hate it. Oh, locusts are coming! Anyway. Apparently, that's what we're looking forward to. Oh, so or it cica- is, not, have not a locusts, plague cicadas, followed by cicadas. a locust. Sorry, cicadas. Storm. A plague the- of cicadas. Still of biblical proportions, I think. Ugh. Oh, it's the end. It's the end of days. God, if fucking only if it'll wrap You'd up. You think it would be more fun? But if it could just wrap up, I'd be grateful. But it's really <laughs> for being the fucking end <laughs> of days. It, it sure out. is taking a long fucking time to get here. It's like the fucking ending of uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. It's like okay, <laughs> got it. We got five <laughs> endings. Okay, fucking cool. Yeah, I'm very emotionally invested, but I also have to pee. Yeah, but also. Uh, well, uh, one, that is a. <laughs> I'm just gonna it's be. not an opening story, but it is an opening. <laughs> it was several opening stories. It was. That's true. It may not be spooky, the but horrors, it has a lot of emotion. The horrors of rental. Uh, <laughs> or oh my home, god! Or okay, home so we've had. Uh, Jack had a little, woo experience Uh-oh. the other day. That's weird. Yeah. So yeah, that's what that's weird. That's, that's weird. weird. That's weird. So he told me about it too. He was like, so he was sitting there working in in his office slash our living room, and um, he hears what sounds like a chair being scooted across a wood floor, maybe in a neighbor's house. Which sometimes, if they, it seems more like they're pushing a table or something, but you can hear it every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. And um, he heard that, but on the back of it, he heard a girl's voice go. Hey. Uh, and he was, he looked around, he like froze and looked around. And then he was like, uh, okay. And he just kept going back to where that was weird. Kept going back to work. But I mean, it, it did, it been, got It could have just been it, someone watching porn. We can't, <laughs> but we can't hear voices from our neighbors. Maybe they're, I went. Right. Maybe they were watching yeah, it real loud. We don't, you can hear like the most I ever hear from my neighbors is if they are pushing a chair. Like if you're mm-hmm. sitting in a chair and scooching it, yeah, that yeah, sound, yeah. that's on a wood floor. That's what the sound is. That's the only thing I ever hear from huh. my neighbors. And if they slam their doors, which one of them slams their door quite a bit. But that's it. Hmm. There's no voices. We never hear any talking or anything like that. Um, every once in a while, if my neighbor's cleaning when I'm in the booth, I can hear music. But, I mean, mm. that's very, very rare. And so for him to hear someone go, hey. Hey. <laughs> Ooh, that's creepy. I love it. That's love creepy. It. Well, Anytime see, there's, there's our opening him, story. I delight. There's our, there's our opening story. Yeah, um, there it is. Jack's, 
Jack's creepiness. He would be like, I don't know what it is. He's kind of Jack is kind of the perfect foil for this kind of thing too, because he's so like, oh, all right, all right, well, yeah. that's, What else you got? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, this time we're doing our Q and A. We're gonna try to make that a little more of a regular thing. Uh-huh. Um, everybody seemed to like it last time. This is actually what we do in our Patreon. It is. It is. It is. So to break that down, if you're on the Discord, the Patreon Discord, we have. Two of the chats, which we've talked about in the commercials, and you'll hear it again. But um, one of them is everybody on the chat can submit their own question, and then we answer it. But on the Phantasm tier, um, you actually get to talk because there are less people, so you can actually yeah. talk instead so we of just have texting little it. Chit chats with but, you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so sometimes when I'm looking at the Q and A here, I'm like, did we do that question already? Because we've actually talked about it in the Patreon chats. So. It's kind of cool in the Patreon chats to be past some of the questions because we get into deeper stuff and yeah. also really ridiculous stuff. So, <laughs> like it gets it's deeper and also more ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's one of our favorite things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Our first question um, is, is, I guess, a business question. And this was, uh, and I answered it on Twitter, mm. but it was if we ship to Canada. So we have shirts online on the... <laughs> Ghoulintentions.com, and there's um, it's a there's a link to our store, and that is through Color World, who is amazing. Um, we love them, and also their shirts are really, really soft, and, and those yeah. were our deciding factors. And they <laughs> they fit really well too. I love the way I look they do. In, in their shirts. Yeah, they're more of a fitted they're fitted shirts. So if you're ordering, mm-hmm. order up. <laughs> so. Uh, um, but they do ship to Canada. It meant that if there's not an option, they ship to the UK. We've had people ship to Australia. So they will ship out of the United States. Um, just contact them <laughs> and they'll, they'll walk you through that. They so will, yes, we they do. Will, they will find a way. And by uh, we, I mean they. Thank you, Color World. We love y'all. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, so the next one, I'll, I'll just, I'll read the next. We can take these like. You know, um, one at a candy time, cane, candy cane style. Um, sure, <laughs> like just like normal when we're doing. Okay. I mean, you read one, I read one. You know what I write. I know what you mean. <laughs> I get it. Are you here to fix my heat? Then don't give me any lip. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm here. <laughs> this this next one um, is <laughs> this, the question is: Would you rather spend? 24 hours with a ghost or become a ghost for 24 hours. Now, I feel there's a catch there. No, there's no, this is a no-brainer. Well, but here's the thing. Is it like when you, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's like when when you have the magical choice to make. I always feel like the the one that seems more appealing, there's there's a hidden hitch that you just didn't think about (laughs) because our, our, uh, our, uh, well, preconceived biases uh, or like whatever. So I'm like, oh, cool. I want to be a ghost for 24 hours. But the fine print is like, and for the rest of your life after that. No, it's only <laughs> 24 hours. 24 hours and done. It doesn't say 24 only. 24 hours. The language on this question is very black and white. Look. It does not say only 24. I'm ah! going to need. I'm gonna need... <laughs> you fell. Sorry. I'm sorry. I moved and I knocked you over. Let me put you back where you go. It, was very... Zoom video. it gave me vertigo watching you do that. <laughs> Um, it scared me. You went flying <laughs> across my booth. Also, sorry, also, sorry. Are we ta- I have to break this question down like like, like a legal expert that I'm not. But, I mean, like, would you rather spend 24 hours with a ghost, 24 hours in one go, or, like, a, an hour a day for 24 weeks, 24 days? Like, how is this str- – I need – is this amortized across a while? This is a classic. Do I, get, do I get to be – this is why I don't get shit done, people. 
This is this why is, yeah, this is I a am classic paralyzed. Michael Tatum oversimplification. <laughs> <laughs> How can I make this particular thing more difficult than it not needs to Sorry, be? That's what question, I'm going to do. That's my question. Take. Just isn't this question just isn't complicated or panic-inducing enough? So I need to find something. You need to. Uh, my anxiety isn't really satisfied yeah, with what I'm being I, this, given right yeah, here. So my, if I could, my mental, truly... my mental health issues can't can find nothing in this question to latch onto. So. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> it's cut and dry. It's 24 hours. Oh, They're your 24 tour. hours. It's not like you you have, like, maybe the hours go by differently on the other side. It's just oh, hour, no, 24 okay. hours. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Okay. I would. I think I would want to be a ghost for 24 hours. Same. I mean, easy. Um, because I think I've. We've been around ghosts for 24 hours. Maybe not straight, but I mean, like, you know, in aggregate. We've been around yeah. ghosts for 24 hours, and it's, you know, well, and it's, also, it's great. Well, also, we've been around them for like... 24 hours. We just may not know. Yeah. I w- right? <laughs> I, I just want to I There's so many answers you would get to have. I wonder you know? how much, I wonder if you if you went to the other side, and, you know, uh, assuming there is another side, and you could, like, punch a hole through it into this world or whatever, and then you come back. Like, would you remember? Would you be able to, like, know. articulate the experience? Or would it be like one of those dreams that you wake up, and the longer you're up, the more you the more of it you forget? I wonder. I, yeah. I suspect it'd be something like that. But I, I would definitely pick being a ghost for 24 hours, because, I mean, that's the that seems to be the only side of this equation I haven't experienced yet. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a good answer for both of us too, to to satisfy your anxiety. Because I was just thinking about what our psychic has said is that when you cross over, um, <clears throat> it's a very, um, it's not something that we recognize right away. So there's usually a lot of family members and ancestors and stuff just all around mm-hmm. you, protecting you and being there for you and supporting you and all of those things. And so I have this idea that it's like you're 24 hours, you're a ghost. Now you're surrounded by, like, everybody in your family that you've ever met that's passed over. And so it's just like, hi, oh, God, hi, oh, shit, hi. Like, that might be. be one awkward family reunion. Yeah, oh, God. And they're all, I feel like, and I just feel like they would all be standing very close in your bubble. And, but you don't have, because you don't have a bubble anymore, but it would feel like a I am a bubble, yeah. And now you can be anxious about it. Okay, all right, I'm sold. You're welcome. You're welcome for that. <laughs> all right, all right. But to me, it's like obviously I would want to be. Yeah. I mean, I get to come back. I don't know. Again, that's not like that's fun. not baked into the language of the question. So I think I we're just put assuming. It into I, the, okay. Into, it's also not going to happen. It's just a it's a what if. <laughs> It'll happen okay, one now. day. One day I'll be a ghost for 24 hours at that's least. Right. Surely, 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 surely I'll make it. Uh, surely I'll be a ghost and don't call me Shirley. Someone had to. We had yeah, to be said Shirley. You can't just, yeah. Okay. Can't just leave Have that you open. guys ever found yourselves in an old as fuck and probably haunted place, but it gave you a good vibe? Am I just weird? My high school library ticked all the boxes, but it was the best place to go to get away and enjoy a good book. I get, I get, yeah, I, I've been to some places where I feel like, oh yeah, this, I definitely feel like this is haunted, but I like it here, but, but you know, um, my, uh, after my grandmother died when I was 16, my grandfather spent a lot of time, uh, not at home, as you might imagine. He, he kind of grieved by traveling and then he spent a lot of time at the, the farm that they owned out in East Texas, a little, little shack of a house on a lake. And so I kind of just lived there by myself, uh, in the, in the house, house proper and, uh, you know, it was haunted. It felt haunted. It felt very haunted for some reason and had <laughs> my whole life. 
uh, before my grandmother passed away, but something about after she passed away, the the sort of tone of the house took on it just was different and i was like oh this is this is kind of nice now i've also i've also like always fancied myself a member of the adams family so i'm like oh there's a oh good there's there's uncle elroy with chains dragging across the floor and moaning and scaring away all my friends i love it here feels like Like, home yeah so uh, yeah i i tend to be very comfortable in haunted places i tend to romanticize them especially the older they are i'm like oh this house looks so fucking haunted i like feeling creeped out um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that context, <laughs> that feels like home too. Yeah. I don't like feeling <laughs> creeped out like in other ways. I don't like, like if I feel like I'm being stalked in the street by a crazy person, um, uh, that's a creepy experience. I do not find positive. Uh, but you know, uh, it's different when it's a house has a reputation for being haunted and it just has a certain feeling to it. I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, I feel the little goosebumps or the chicken skin. I had to say it cause you hate no. it or I just certain, but no. I just, I've always kind of, I've always been a goth kid at heart. And so I've always wanted to live in a dank haunted house uh, or dungeon uh, or whatever and i just feel see, very at home i feel like because you know uh i believe where i live is haunted as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. most of the places i live mm-hmm. are haunted mm-hmm. but there is also this other drive in me to create a home so i am i it's one of my skill sets i'm pretty good at making a house feel like a home to everybody it's true not very just true. me so it's it's i like a comfortable place so even though stuff happens, I mean, you've been over when weird stuff has happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, it yeah. still is just like, ooh. And then like, all right, I'm going to get comfortable on this couch again. <laughs> so it still feels nice. I, You know, it's funny. On the flip side of this question, I have i can't think of a time I've been somewhere haunted that I wanted to leave. Like, um, Yeah, it usually is like, I want to know more. Yeah, I've never. <laughs> I, I I take that back. There was one one place. It was a friend's house, and, and uh, they thought we're, they were pretty sure it was haunted. And I don't think anything had happened happened. It was just the energy that place gave off. Mm. And I was like, well, let's check it out. You know, so we, we drove out there one night, a bunch of us to kind of uh, just kind of do this sort of um, impromptu investigation, totally unscientific. And I, I had a freak out, uh, not not a freak out, but I, I I got a really bad feeling about it. And I'm like, I've never had this feeling before. I wanted to leave. And I, I don't know if that was a haunting or if that was just maybe it was too close to the power lines. I have no idea. But like uh, most of the time, <laughs> I... I I, it's true. It's, it's I'm not. That's not it's just. True. A, it's not just yeah, a joke. I'm not saying. There, I'm not there, saying. It's I mean, just it, funny. but sometimes, yeah. It's like, did you grow up close to power lines? How'd you know? Um, <laughs> did you eat paint chimps as a child? <laughs> Why? How'd you know? Um, <laughs> but uh, it's pretty rare that I've been somewhere haunted that I felt I needed to get the fuck out somewhere. Yeah. Like I, I'm more that way the around. The Adolphus. Yeah. I Be careful who you're talking to. Yeah, I didn't That's feel that way about the Adolphus. I was worried about you and Alexis because mm-hmm. you guys were having a bad experience. And so I wanted to get out there yeah. on your behalf. But I want, I, you know, I wanted to stay or would have. I was being you know. psychically attacked. So it's different. You were, you were <laughs> dealing with some shit, both of y'all. And I was like, man. because yeah. yeah. I And I felt some stuff, too. But I was like, I was too fascinated by it. I, as anxious and panicky as a, a, person, a person as I am, there's something about the paranormal that just does not make me panic. In fact, I yeah. find it weirdly comforting. I'm like, oh, this is a scary movie I can be in. <laughs> right. I think as a woman, I am mm. very sensitive to my instincts uh, for um, safety. Right. Mm, and so mm, if I am in a building that I get a like spidey sense saying there's some there's some, something rapey is around here, <laughs> I will leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, there's yeah. it's an extra sensory. I always tell people if like I told my brother this, if you're ever with a girl at school or whatever mm-hmm. and she says we need to leave 
you're walking down the street, don't talk to these guys. Please keep walking. Don't talk to these people. We can't go in here. Listen to her because she's picking up on more shit than you realize. Because yeah. that is uh, being aware is what keeps a lot of uh, a lot of us alive. Right. I, and I, and I, so, relate, I relate to that, too, in, incidentally, yeah. because I think, um, you know, if Brandon and I, for example, will be walking the dogs and I'll see way up ahead somebody in the street walking. And, you know, it's not unusual to see someone walking in the street, but maybe just something about the way they're moving in some way. It's hard mm-hmm. for me to pinpoint. I don't know what it is about that person that makes me not want to go near them, but I think we should turn. And and Brandon's very good at being yeah. like, OK, yeah, we're, then we won't go that way. You know, and it's weird. Yeah, like it right. doesn't. It doesn't. It's not like I'm just afraid of people, because um, I'm. You know, not generally. I just don't like them. But, <laughs> but I'll just. <laughs> I'll pick up. Uh, 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 Malcolm Gladwell is it the the writer that wrote the book called Blink, and it's a whole exploration about snap judgments and how they're often mm. right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and he talks. Also... He talks about like art experts who can just look at a painting and, and immediately know whether it's fake or not, whether before they mm-hmm. before they before they analyze it, and they're almost always right in a way that they can't quite tell you they're like i don't know how i know i just know and that's kind of i got i've got like you i have a very strong spidey sense for the energy of a place or a person or whatever but for some reason it just doesn't translate into the paranormal realm and it's not because i don't believe in this stuff i love this stuff and i I believe in it but it's like oh cool this is cool i just it's weirder i don't know why that is i i'm yeah yeah it's very strange but sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no 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 i think too there's just um sometimes that uh, you're not safe energy is it, it's the same like the energy is the same yeah it doesn't matter when it happened mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so that could mm-hmm. be happening to me right then you need to leave you know this this building this house this car garage whatever don't go there um, and you listen to that but then also if that happened to like maybe something bad happened to somebody that energy is still there, so you pick yeah. up on it, and it's like I can't, I should not be here. That's true. Um, but most of the time, in a haunted place, the energy's. I my experience is the energy is a little different. It is a little. Um, there's a kind of remove. Yeah, you know? there's it's more. Like, you know what it's, it is? It's a little more like watching more, a movie. There's more victims than there are perps. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's. A, oh yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuckers. Yeah. So I guess it's it's sometimes yeah I guess it it's I, that's a good way of putting it it's kind of like oh man okay I've never really thought about this before and this is going to sound very strange but sometimes being in a haunted place especially one that has a very very tragic history not just mm-hmm. one like oh they really love this place in life so they came here to live after they died um that sounds weird uh but you know like the really <laughs> tragic stuff it's like it's kind of feels for me I would describe it like walking through an animal shelter where it's like, yeah. you know, like, oh, these poor creatures. I wish there was something I could do. Like, I, I don't mean to, like, make it sound cute because it's not cute. Or but patronizing it all. Or patronizing. Yeah. But that's kind of the similar feeling I get where I'm like, oh, this is, you know, I'm I'm glad. <laughs> it's it's kind of like I look around at the animals and I'm like, oh, I'm glad they have somewhere that they're off the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but right. at the same time, this is so fucking sad and I wish I could, you mm-hmm. know, do something. And so it's not... Um, so sometimes I guess if I ever, the, I'm thinking back as I'm talking out loud and working it out in my head, I realize whenever I've wanted to leave a place, it's because I felt kind of helpless to do anything to like right. change the energy, I guess. And so yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got to get out of here. This is just kind of fucking with my mood. It's not that I feel scared. I just feel like really dark 
And like, oh yeah. man, I gotta get out of here. And that's the one time I was telling you about the the friend's house. Like, that's I, looking back on it now, it wasn't that I was scared. I didn't feel like I was in any kind of danger, but I felt like, man, this really sucks. Some shit happened here, and it feels really bad for the people it happened to, and I can't do anything about it. This is just depressing. I gotta get out of here. It's gonna fuck with the rest of my week. So yeah. I get I get energy like that. I'm very sensitive to that sort of energy, which is kind of strange. Yeah. But I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. It's Actors, good... energy. It's what we do. It is what we, we do. talked about it before. All right. Uh, God, good question. And we're only like three yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh Next one. Is there a kid's book or movie that scared the heck out of you, even if it wasn't supposed to be scary? I'll let you go first. Oh, because I don't fucking know shit. Okay. I, um... I have one. I'll go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Return to Oz, the movie Return to mm. Oz when I was a kid. And yeah, I, I, it's that's a big a, one for you. Whether or not it was meant to be scary, I'm pretty sure they meant parts parts of it to be scary. There's no way they didn't. But it's not supposed to be. It's not a horror movie. Uh, but, man, it's a dark one. And there are moments that are genuinely fucking terrifying. There's a scene where Dorothy, whole plot is she goes back to, to Oz to find that, like, the Gnome King has turned everyone in the Emerald City to stone and stolen the ruby slippers. So that's her mission. She's got to go save all her friends from the Emerald, uh, from the uh, Gnome King. And, uh, but whereas in the original Wizard of Oz, uh, you know, she gets uh, transported to Oz by a cyclone. Here, she's she's put into a psychiatric ward because she won't stop talking about Oz like it's real. So Auntie M and Uncle Henry are like, we got to do something. And they subject her to electroshock therapy. Oh. and Or they almost do, just as she's about to get the first jolt, I guess a storm blows through and the power goes out and there's a flood and blah, blah, blah. She wakes up back in Oz. Mm -hmm. But the implication is that she's there because she's retreating into her subconscious because she's being fucking traumatized in the real world, which has incidentally always been the, the underlying uh, uh, read of Oz. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, she's, she's, yeah, she's, this is her happy place because the real world is anything but. And yeah. uh, and Return to Oz, Kansas. really, yeah, well, yeah, but really explores that <laughs> in a way that's <laughs> much truer to the original Frank Elbaum books. The original Frank Elbaum books are not, they're weird, they're just, they're great, and mm -hmm. they're really uh, creative, but they're surreal, they're eerie as fuck, there's a lot of uncanny valley in them. It's not, it is not, the MGM musical that we all know and love, um, and for very good reason, is not a good representation of the Oz uh, cinematic universe, as it were. Right. And Return to Oz, I think, is probably one of the most faithful to the bomb vision, and it's terrifying. There's a, there's a moment that still haunts me where, where Dorothy has to go and retrieve this, um, this magic powder from a cabinet with a head in it, and it's in this hall of cabinets mm. filled with heads that this witch named Mombi, who's one of the villains, like, she just trades out heads every day depending on how she wants to look. That sounds dreamy. Um, <laughs> like, I want to look like this person today. But she's stolen all the heads from these poor girls in the Emerald City, and they, she just keeps their heads, and they're all alive, just kind of waiting to be chosen that day. And Dorothy Gale goes, and she sneaks, and she gets, she goes to Mommy's original head, which is kept in like this fucking pie safe at the end of the hall or something, and she opens it up, and you know it's asleep, and she's going in to grab this this powder of life she's going to use to try to bring something to life to help her escape. It's a complicated plot, and. Um, the head, the head wakes up and like snaps at her and then calls her name and it wakes up all the other heads in the hall that start screaming <laughs> as she runs down the hall and then Mombi's headless body, which is asleep, rises from the bed and starts chasing yeah. her like, this is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. That's pretty scary. Yeah. yeah. And then she goes to um, 
she goes to the the mountain uh, where the gnome king resides and the whole sort of the final act is the gnome king is he's just made of rock like he's a face and arms and stuff that kind of go in and out of rock and it's this really beautiful stop motion animation that's mixed with the mm-hmm. live action sets and um the challenge is he has this hall of treasure and it's really kind of like the cave of wonders and her he's like i have turned all of your friends like the ten men and the scarecrow and the cowardly lion into pieces of my personal collection if you can yeah if you your your challenge is to go through my horde pick up you'll get three chances you pick up something and if you say the word oz if it if it was one of them it'll transform them back and then you can have them back you can whatever wow and but with each you know each of your friends cuz she's got new friends now and they all go and accept the challenge and she's the last one to go so She's with the Gnome King, like listening as her friends fail the challenge. Every time a friend fails, they become part of the collection, right? And each time, each time one of her new friends fails the challenge and becomes part of the collection, the Gnome King becomes more real until it's being played by an actor in makeup. And it's really fucking unsettling. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. It's a great movie. I'm really, um, I'm, I'm extremely impressed with the production values, but it has stayed with me for a long time. But yeah, yeah. It, yes, it has because we've talked about this movie yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I love it. Return to Oz. I would return to Oz. Okay, I've never seen it actually. Still, mm. I need to. Um, I think you'd really like it. Actually, it's a it's a very probably. empowering okay. it's a very empowering story because Dorothy is a little badass. I like that too. Yeah. You know, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Secret of Nim. Oh yeah. Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Guys that take their heads off in a labyrinth. Oh, the fireys, really I think they're called the fireys. Yeah. Getting down you know, with the fireys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Then they take their arms off and throw them at each <laughs> yeah. other. And, you take off yeah, your head. Like yeah. Yes, that, that creeped me out as well. <laughs> Those are off the top of my head. No pun intended. Um, yeah, right? Um but yeah, so so those those were and I think especially like some of the cartoon stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. Secret of Nim mm-hmm. is the big one. Um, Secrets of Nim. Secret. It's of it's Nim. The, it's the se- it's the secret of Nim. Yeah. Secret of Nim. Because it's based on Never a book called. Never thought about it till this moment. <laughs> I was like, it's, did I say that it's, wrong? It's the based on a book called Miss Frisbee or Mrs. Frisbee and the and the yes. rats of Nim. Um, mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it's God, I haven't seen it's that really movie in a scary. minute. It's so beautiful too. <laughs> like it's a really beautiful yeah. film, but it's very adult for for yeah. for a Don Bluth animated. I think it's Don Bluth. Uh, animated film it's incredibly adult like there's cursing in it and there's death and there's there's real real panic you're like oh my god the kids are gonna die Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the um the harpy in uh, oh uh last Last unicorn Unicorn. yeah super scary the red bull the red bull in in red unicorn yeah also the scene with the skeleton on uh the uh the skeleton that they have to talk to to get to the clock in the tower, oh, in the in the yeah, thing, yeah. and it's like it's not particularly scary, but it's just the idea he's drinking the memory of wine. Yeah, because he's like, th- oh, that, it's yeah, good. it's such a good like, yes. oh fuck it, I love it. But it, yeah, it, it really fucks with your head. But and here I am, a perfectly functioning human being, adult, <laughs> having yeah, watched these films. So like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be. It's scary, but it's it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh, I love these. Well, you never know, them. too. Like when you're a kid, what's gonna scare you? So, like mm-hmm. one of our girls, um, Callista, mm-hmm. she we watched the um, Mummy. Right, not a big deal, but the little scarab guys terrified her. Uh, the little yeah. scarab bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It really, it really messed with her. 
And so hmm. you, you just never know what little things that you think are not yeah, a big deal. Yeah, it's weird. It's I, like there was a feather that was so scary. I know. I, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. When I was yeah. I was a weird kid, I was I was scared of certain things and other things that would scare the shit out of most people. I'd be like, oh, that's really cool. And they're like, okay, you like yeah. that, but you're scared of soccer balls. Right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That's a condition. It is. It is. It sets the tone for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Am I next? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Okay. For both of you, if you could spend the night in any haunted location in the world, where would it be and why? We Mm. have answered this on the Patreon. I, I can't remember what my answer was. It changes depending on the mood I'm in. Well, the why is the important thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Because no matter what the hunt, there are haunted locations everywhere. So we believe that if you could travel anywhere, there's going to be something haunted. So where do you want to go right now? And I believe our last answer was the haunted, uh, Noel Coward's haunted uh, resort on Jamaica. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, GoldenEye, which is fuck yeah. Yeah, that would be really nice. Um, we, you know, I'd love to go anywhere in Scotland right now because I've been watching Ugh. Men in Kilts. Have you started that yet? I have not. I have not. I'm going to start this oh, weekend. Fuck, it's I'm not going to so start good. this weekend. I really, mm, I just love If you Men haven't Men watched Men in Kilts, ladies and gentlemen, there <laughs> are uh, these two guys from Outlander, which I haven't seen, but people love it. Yeah. And they are Scottish and they go through Scotland. It's kind of like a tourist show and they're about half an hour, but they're super fun and it's a couple of actors. So they're ridiculous. And just you see different parts of Scotland and they do have like a ghost and witches one. And that was really cool. They went to um, the one that you did a story on uh, the cemetery with the guy and the falling through the box. Oh, Greyfriars Kirkyard. Greyfriars. Greyfriars Kirkyard. Kirkyard. Yeah. Yeah. They they went to Greyfriars. That's one one of the places I'd like to go, actually. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's going to be up there. Mm -hmm. Jack immediately was like, we should go there. I'm like, let's do it. Let's get get cursed by the Black Mausoleum. Why not? It'll be fun. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, that would be really cool. (laughs) It's really... Where do we want to go? Because we it's could like just where, find somewhere it's like, haunted. Where, it's like talking to a travel agent. Like, where where do you want to be while you're being haunted? <laughs> That's right. Let's do a I think for the most for the most picturesque. If I'm in a very goth mood, though, I really want to. Um, the story of the brown lady of a random hall. I'd love mm, to stay in that mm-hmm. place because it's a seaside, you know, classic manor house. I'd like that, just I mean, that just ticks all the Adams family boxes for me. Right. Yeah. That's where I want to go right now. Yeah. 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 Man, I just want to go somewhere. just want to go somewhere, right? <laughs> What's next? All right, next question. <laughs> For both of us, if you could see a ghost spirit that you've already seen before, which one would you pick and why? Also, two little side questions. This isn't a spooky question, but for me, Michael, um, did I do the tilt and untilt? Did I do the uh, the outros? <laughs> did I did I improvise the outros on Black Butler? No, I did not. <laughs> yeah. Very very um, little uh, improvising. Very in, little room to improvise dubbing. on anime dubbing sometimes, but not in Black Butler. There's really not any. Uh, and Jamie, how are you? So beautiful. <laughs> um, Jesus. It's true. Uh, let's That's see. Ghosts that I've seen before that I'd like to see again. Thank you. Um, 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 um. Jamie, do you have an answer for that? Ghosts you've seen before like, that you'd it, like to do see? Do I see them as a ghost? Have I seen the ghost before that I would like to go back and see this ghost again? I think that's what the question is. Like, if there's a ghost you'd like to encounter again that you've seen before, oh. what would it be and why? 
Well, I mean, seeing a ghost is such a big deal, right? I there's I haven't seen a whole lot. Well, let's let's modify the question. Um, a ghost that you've encountered before that you'd like to have an experience, or like let's 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 broaden the parameters to say like where's a haunted spot that you've had an experience and you'd like to have another experience there for In that like spot. for like confirmation. I was like, if it's just any old ghost, I'm gonna go with my dad. That's who I yeah. want to see. <laughs> yeah, that's priority. Papa gets sure, priority. Sure, sure. Um, but I would say. Um, gosh, there, oh, gosh, there's so many to choose from. Uh, but, but a ghost in particular, um, I guess the first time I ever saw that really clear dude that was on that side of the road that you thought was a ranger that my friend did not, was not there. And then I turned around and he was not there. Mm -hmm. I would like to go back and, and find out what happened there. Like, yeah, you know, see what happened there. Get some more information about it. I'd like to find that uh, that Civil War battlefield that I visited with my parents when yeah. I was fourteen, and or however old I was, and see if I could see that the ghost of what I I think was was a military field doctor, um, yeah. and see what that story is or was. But that's because that's one of the only times I've seen a ghost, um, right? You know, and and the, the couple times I think my in our old building where I'm pretty sure I saw an apparition. But yeah. other than that, I mean, but we did go back there, and there was no luck. <laughs> <laughs> we re reenacted it. We did. Um, but I think I, I was the ghost, wasn't I? Running away to see how fast I could run. Or you were the ghost and I was chasing you. I was the ghost and, and you were, yeah, you were trying to be me. So you were like running and you're like, this is you walking. Yeah, I had to be you walking <laughs> at a quick pace, which is me running. <laughs> I got long legs. You're very um, tall. I'm very tall. Uh, so yeah, I guess me, I'd like to experience that ghost again um, just yeah. to get some answers. Uh, but I also, you know, I've had kind of like with you and, and your dad, I would kind of like to go back to, you know, the house, it's not possible anymore, but I'd like to go back to the house where, you know, I felt my grandmother kind of dwelled for a little while after she died mm-hmm. and just kind of feel that. Cause that was a very positive presence. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess, you know, after she, so she's been the last four years of her life, uh, unable to walk because she had broken her hip and she was too stubborn to go to the doctor. Ugh. That, gen- mm. that generation, um, mm-hmm. not just that generation. She also had polio um, when she was young, and it was she had polio at a time and had to like be confined to a wheelchair and leg braces back when, if you were handicapped or or differently abled, I should say, um, they, no one. I mean, they just people could treat you like shit left and right. She was called cripple, and it was, had she really had to fight to be taken seriously. And I think she just didn't like doctors because she felt doctors, you know, all her life, every time she'd been to a doctor had been a bad experience. So right. I don't blame her, but it was really sad because, you know, she, she couldn't be active the last four years of her life. She was pretty much just confined to bed. And uh, uh, when she, after she died, I had a friend who was sensitive come over, uh, and she'd never met my grandmother, really knew much about that story. And at some point, she like we were, I was playing piano for her in the study, and uh, you know, this was my grandmother's favorite chair was in that corner. And my my, my mm-hmm. friend looked at that chair, and she's like, she's 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 by that chair, but she's telling me she really wants you to know that she's standing and not sitting. And I was oh. like, oh. And that was that was really nice, but um, yeah. but I don't think I could experience it again. One, that house is no longer in the family, and I'm not the type of person to show up like, hey, I used to live here when I was a kid. Can I come in and look around? Um, whenever that happens in movies, I'm like, fuck you, that does not happen. <laughs> but um, but I think also I think she's probably moved on. I don't think she was yeah. staying there. I think she was just hanging out to kind of maybe sort through some and you know, do some last minute paperwork. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, right. You know, or something for moving on to the other side, I guess. Um, you know, so uh, so I don't think I could experience that that again, but it would be nice if I could revisit it. But I don't I wouldn't I don't care to uh, mull the implications of her still being there. <laughs> so I don't yeah, right. I don't I don't want to experience it again for that reason. But but quite good, good question. Good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Uh, what about a ghost that you know is somewhere that you would love to run into? This is my question. <laughs> I love, I'd love, now that I'm here in North Hollywood, I would love to see the ghost of Lon Chaney. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I don't know if he's still very active. I don't think people talk about him anymore, but only because like people here in Hollywood may not know who Lon Chaney was. So they might, they might not know when they see him, but apparently yeah. that he can still, you know, at least as far back as when I was doing that story, there was a sighting of him as, as I think 2011 was the last time something was documented of someone seeing Lon Chaney in the studio in th that old, uh, yeah. uh, that studio that was being used to film the ghost whisperer or whatever. Uh, yeah, I would, right. I would love that. And I want to run into him in his full makeup. Like I want to see him like is, as the Phantom of the Opera. That would be so fucking cool. Yeah. yeah uh, that'd be, that'd be that awesome. That would be very cool. Um, any of the places that Anne Boleyn is supposed to haunt? I mean, obviously. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Right? I yeah. just want to be like, see well, her and be is... like, everybody believes you now. <laughs> you know, <Girl> power. <laughs> we're on your side. Everybody thinks he's a total douchebag and mm. he was horrible and everybody loves you. You know, also, just like so you know, Anne, he died from an anal abscess. That's right. Yeah, this is right? true. And he was such a fat bastard, it took like six people to fucking lift him up the stairs in a palanquin in the yeah. last years of and his Meghan life. And Meghan Markle's going to get rid of them all. That's, <laughs> then you'd have to get into it. But I just really feel like that would be a fun conversation to have. It would be. <laughs> so, She'd be like, girl, you yeah. don't even fucking know that fat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to you. And she'd be like, however her like, even when he was, was attractive, time, she would not understand me. Even when he was attractive, he had a little dick. Right. You just know he had a little dick because he'd yeah. been grown up because he'd been told he'd had a huge dick all his life. Yeah. Syndromes. Oh. Uh, next question. <laughs> in the previous Q&A, Jamie said she likes stories with some magic in them. I was wondering to what extent you believe in the exi existence of witches, Black magic and cursed objects. It's probably you probably meant cursed, but I ain't saying cursed. Cursed. It's cursed. Cursed. Michael cursed. believes in cursed things. I think they're fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy cursed. Yeah, I just they're they're good stories. I you know I don't. It's hard to say, like, because the rationalist and the skeptic in me goes, no, there's no fucking thing, it's magic, it's whatever. But the other part of me, like, no, but I also believe that it's possible to really focus your intent enough that it actually does seem to have an effect on right. the world. And so, like, insofar as, like, magical formula or spells and, you know, um, cantrips or whatever uh, can affect something, I think, I don't think that there's anything inherent in the spells themselves that make them work. That's not where the magic, if there is such a thing as magic, that's not where it comes from. I think it's just, those are devices, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, Zen Buddhist cones that are designed to kind of focus your mind so that you can manifest your intention, I guess. I mean, it sounds so hippie, I'm, cause it's, it's so hard. Like we lack the language to talk about magic in a way that's, that can be taken seriously, I think. And that's my biggest thing. Cause I think there's something to it, but it's so hard to talk about without sounding like you. <laughs> you uh, are out of your fucking mind. It's just, right. <laughs> to me, it's really hard. Like, well, I think magic. And like, that's not, I think it's possible. 
I well, think it's, I mean, I've had experience with it where I think like, yeah, you can focus your intent enough mm-hmm. that it seems to manifest in the world. Now, does that mean I affect in that? It, does that, that could be something that could mean that there's a power there. There's some connection, mind, mind, body or mind, mind, uh, uh, um, you know, physical world connection that we have not yet sussed out. Or it just could mean that when I really, really want something, um, part of why I want it is because my body is unconsciously attuned to the potential for it to happen already, and it just happens to line up. You know, I, right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I find it interesting when very specific things happen that it's like, okay, what are the odds that that would just that the person would be like, this is going to happen to you, and then it happens. That exact thing happens, and and that that's occurred enough, I think, to at least give us pause. We're like yeah. when, when someone like supposedly throws a curse and the exact same th- the, the exact thing they said they were going to make happen happens like down to right. the last detail. It's not just like us retrofitting <laughs> right, reality yeah. into what we want. It. Like like people do with the fucking uh, Nostradamus quatrains like that's all a bunch of bullshit. But but I, I don't know. It's I do think the, say... the vast majority of people that say they are magical are not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, what was it? Um like someone's told me once never trust a poor witch <laughs> yeah 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 that's good never <laughs> trust I a poor love. witch that's good <laughs> uh, uh, but um, there's a couple of things one what is the power of prayer but magic right right but also I am a firm believer that things that we don't understand now much like things we didn't understand in the past mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. refer to as magic. It's just science we don't understand. That yeah. doesn't mean that we can't. There's some somehow somewhere our mental power manifests something scientifically. There's a reason for that, but right now it's magic. Yeah, I think we don't understand day, how paranormal just magic, means it's not normal for us yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> magic is just science we don't. No, yeah. we don't understand yet. Um, my computer, the way Wi-Fi works, that's magic to me. <laughs> I have no idea. And it's so much more fun to live in a world that's magical. So just make that choice. <laughs> live in a world that's magical. I don't get it. It's hey, magic. Is it uh, Arthur C. Clarke, the, the uh, writer for Childhood's End and 2001, the book that the movie is based on, a uh, towering 20th century figure in sci-fi, he's quoted uh, having famously said any to... to um, God damn it! Of course, I know I'd set it up and fuck it up. Uh, uh, um, any tech, any sufficiently advanced technology would appear to certain people like magic. Uh, I think is is the quote, not exactly, but yeah. it's close enough. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. And you're right. If you're making me think, there's an old video of Bjork from I think the late '80s, early '90s, where she's talking about how her television works, and she's like, and "This is where the gnomes come in." This is my horrible Bjork yeah. voice. Um, Actually, I think you're nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> If there are such a thing Bjork. as witches, I believe because of Bjork. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think. <laughs> but she's like, and the arrows come up the wires here, and and it's really cute. And it's it it. Sometimes I wonder is that is that an act or is she really think there's gnomes in her TV? I, it's anybody's guess, really. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I Why I not? think yeah. I am That's I'm fa- I'm fascinated I'm fascinated by chaos magic. Because chaos mm-hmm. magic is this kind of idea that I, all of it works. All of it works um, because you invest 
your energy into it because you believe it. So if you really, you know, so for people that believe in prayer, for example, it works because they believe yeah. it works. Um, if people believe in voodoo, it works because they believe it works um, kind of thing. And I, I think there's something to that because I think the power of, how oh, was I hit the microphone? <laughs> um, when I see Brandon do things with this with this booth set up, it seems magical to me. But yeah, yeah I, but I, I don't is, know. He's I, very magical, though. He's very magical. Uh, but I think, yeah, it's also being actors. You know, we run into energies all the time where it's like, I don't know how that happened. That just happened. It was luck. Like when, when things just mm -hmm. come together, musicians, jazz musicians, sometimes can almost have a, a seemingly psychic link to each other when they're able to finish each other's phrases in really complicated key signatures. Uh, and it's like, Jesus, how do they do that? You can't, like, what? how's that happen? So I, I think there's a lot to the human mind that we're only beginning to understand. And it would not surprise me if we all the things that we've learned about magic <laughs> are true. Yeah. And have just yeah. been oversold as something else most of our lives, like as something like, oh, yes, well, you must stand on this exact spot at this phase of the moon and uh, look through this and say these exact words when that really has nothing to do with it. That's just kind of right. That's just it's marketing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, when you think about most religions and they have magic, you know, bringing people back from the dead seems pretty fucking magical. Um, mm -hmm. Curing people of diseases without any. Thing. You know, mad, that seems water into wine. That is my kind of magic. Oh, okay. my God. Right. Right. So, like, yeah, there's, <laughs> you know, I think it's 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 real, but it's just science we haven't explained yet. It's we truth. don't know the answer to yet. Very true. Okay. Do you want to take a little break? Yeah, let's take a little break. I think I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine. We'll be right back, which for you will be very fast. Very fast. Hey, it's the commercial. <laughs> so, yeah. This is a commercial for our Patreon. Please Yay. help us and support us and join the Patreon. We love you if you're already a member of the Patreon. We have a really nice Discord chat that happens twice a month. We, we love it. Do it's super we have an cool. All skate. Everybody that's on the Discord <laughs> uh, is uh, that chat will be on the. We just said those dates. Michael. Was the the thirteenth? It was at the thirteenth and the twenty fourth. Was it? Let me. Thirteenth. <laughs> on the twenty seventh. Four p.m. Wait, let's see. Wait, I'm gonna double check. It's okay. The thirteenth, yes, the thirteenth and the twenty seventh. Hey, I got it right. Yeah, thirteenth and twenty seventh. Nice. Thirteenth and twenty seventh at four p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, the first one will be for everybody that's on the Discord, and the second one will be our for our Phantasm tier. If you are a member on the Patreon, you have to be on a Discord tier to be able to go. But then it's a really great community. Um, it super, is super fun indeed. And very very supportive. But we accept and love any help that's given our way. We do. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. For your support everybody that is a member uh please consider being a member we would appreciate your support as well and of yes. course we always love all of our listeners so thank you guys so much for being such great fans of this podcast we love you and we're back we are back after that lovely commercial with us so, <laughs> barely it doesn't even really count as a commercial if it's still us in my opinion no what are you drinking uh rosé it's not particularly good. It's just was it was already open and I was it, it was the path white. of least resent. It, it does. Does it look white? No, that's my. Oh hand. no, there it is. That's my that hand. Looks rosy. <laughs> that's my hand holding the glass. <laughs> Through it, it's like. Mm. Um, in it's my a, mind, I want it to very, be like a. It's a very bold rosé. Right. I wanted it to be a Sauvignon Blanc because I think that's what I want. Mm, yeah. I love a Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Uh, rosés sometimes taste like, like. 
white Zinfandel, and so I oh, struggle yeah. with them. You know what I mean? I can't. And it could be that I have that bias, right? That's a microaggression I have towards pink <laughs> wines. I think they all are going to taste like, maybe I need to, but I've never really tasted a rosé that I'm like, this is better than champagne. Like, no, fuck yourself. I just, give me the regular champagne. I, I'm I not. I'm a functional alcoholic, meaning I'm not picky. Okay, I see. I see now. Uh, shall Man. we get back into it? I'm going to order. Oh, okay, order. yeah, 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 order, yeah. Order. Um, all right, so the next question is, have you had the opportunity to speak to anyone who's directly or indirectly uh, involved in any of the ghost stories you've been talk- that you've talked about on the show? For example, someone who's visited a rumored haunted hotel during a convention or something like that. Uh, any stories you found particularly convincing from yes. said people? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Our answer is yes. <laughs> we have. We've met people who've, who've sent us stories, right? Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. known people who've sent us stories. Uh, we have met people at conventions who's told who have told us stories. So like yep. if we're in line, yep. like we ha- we're signing autographs or whatever, and somebody's in line, um, and and we talk about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, with our encouragement, they will tell us a ghost story. Oh yeah, and then those that's always it's always like send us your stories. So those are always good. My favorite one, of, well, not my favorite. One of my favorites that we never heard from was the guy who worked. In the funeral home. Yeah. I was really hoping he'd send his in. Uh, and, uh, it was Colorado he... Springs, right? Yeah, Colorado Springs. Yeah, yeah uh, that was uh, when I had a line longer <clears throat> than three very popular dudes twice. <laughs> and both of those times I was like, look at my line, motherfuckers! <laughs> Didn't say great. that out loud because there were children red there. Day. So. Um, it's very exciting. As for far me. as as far as stories we've done on this show, like I, I'm thinking like deep dives. Have um, I think they're asking like, have we known anyone that's been involved or had an experience um, that that in uh, the history of in, stuff that we've in done? the hysteria stuff? So like, do we know anyone that visited mm-hmm. the Skinwalker Ranch, for example, or anyone that's been there? And I'm like the only the only thing I can think of. I'm sure there are examples, other examples, but the only one I can think of off the top of my head is when we talked about the cat uh, catfish plantation in uh back in you know texas mm. mm-hmm. uh and having jeremy inman on and his friend who called right. in who had had experiences there that's the only we should go uh, back and rename that one the loudest episode so loud <laughs> <laughs> so loud can you imagine if we would had three mics um <sighs> i but that's one i think i'm trying to think back jimmy has there has there been i mean we've had a couple guests on that have talked specifically about their experiences but have mm-hmm. we have we done a story and then known well, someone had... that and that his, someone has come to us and been like, oh, you know, I've been to that place. Yeah, I've had that happen with the Axe Murder House, the Villisca oh, okay. Axe Murder House. I've had people come yeah. up and say I've been there and yeah. weird stuff happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, um, mm. And periodically, like, you know, I did one, I can't even remember where it is right now, but there were tunnels and they went maybe in Maine or something like that, but there were tunnels that were connected to what used to be an asylum that was is no longer working and so you're mm. not allowed to, it's very locked up tight but they had gone down and had gone into the tunnels and stuff yeah. so sometimes every once in a while i mean it happened more often when we met people in person they would yeah. tell us yeah yeah because people are like yeah they've heard the show and they're like dude that you know that story you did wow my you know i had an experience there or someone i know had an experience there yeah, I but if you love... have, if you have listened to this podcast and we've done, covered something, that you're like, oh, something happened to me there. Please write that in. We would love to know. 
Yeah. What you're love that shiz. Oh goodness. Yeah. Uh, All right, you take the next one. Okay, for both of you, besides Bigfoot, what is your favorite cryptid that can't be proven nor disproven to exist, but you full-heartedly believe? (laughs) I don't full-heartedly believe in anything. Um, Right, that's it. We're not really big on commitments. It's not in in me. Um, (laughs) But I will say one of my favorite that I find the most likely to, to, for there to be something... Uh, two um, is the Beast of Bray Road in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. which actually, uh, actually, the next, uh, the next, the next, uh, the next big episode, the the deck, the next hysteria, uh, we do. Yeah, I'm doing the Beast of Bray Road, uh, and the more I look uh, into it, the more I'm like, okay. All right, because nice. I actually have a nice. lot of respect for the person that uncovered the story in the oh. '90s, uh, which I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking a lot about her in the next episode. So and there's a little plug for that episode that we're gonna do uh, soon, 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 next week, next week. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but that's one. I also think the Mothman. I think there has to be something to all that. But when I yeah. say real, I don't know what that means. Do I? Do right. I? Does that mean that I think there's a physical creature like that looks like that that's hanging out and that did these things, or do I think it was that the phenomenon is real and we just don't quite understand the mechanism of the thing? Like I, I think Mothman is real, uh, but I think it's a projection of people, yeah, uh, of of, of energy or something. Or... It's something. I mean, it's real, but it's not real in the sense that like your floof is real. <laughs> right. Is it real in the sense of, again, we get into the science that can't be explained, like mm-hmm. dimensional shifting, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. something happened in a different dimension. And so that yeah. crossed over because it was such a big deal. You know, people are seeing the Mothman in Chicago. There's been lots of reports of Chicago, but what's happened. Yeah. As recently know, as Chicago, 2017. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, yeah, I would say, so I don't, cryptids for me are not, I'm not as as willing to believe a lot of the things because in my mind a lot of it is just bullshit. There's there's but a lot of there's a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of bullshit. I want to believe in lots of things, right? I want to believe <laughs> in Celtic mythology the most, mm. right? Yeah. I want to believe in the leprechauns and the nasty fairies and all of the stuff like that that's all <laughs> happening and real. Um I want Bigfoot to be real. I want. I'm convinced Bigfoot is real. real. I'm convinced Bigfoot is real. Um, and yeah. and my and my position has changed over the years, but I I'm convinced that there's there's more to it. I think Bigfoot is yeah. real. Um, I asked asked me that five years ago, and I've been like, fuck no, there's no Bigfoot. But things have changed, and the more I look into it, right. the more I'm like, no, nah, there there's there's shit there. There's shit there, and we're just complacent. So most of the people that are like, no, it couldn't be fucking real, are people that don't really seem to understand the limits of our knowledge. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I believe if if Bigfoot is real. Um I'm not like it's all bullshit, right? With with that stuff. I think the Sasquatchy version is more believable because there's so much more undiscovered, untraveled yeah. land yes. in all up in Russia's business. Um, well, even here in the, <laughs> in the U.S., there's a lot of wilderness that is not well known, not not well tracked. Right. So right. there's and then there's, there's also there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room. Plenty of room. Yeah, for this in thing the sea, lots, lots of shit in the sea. Who knows oh, God, what's yeah. down there? Yeah. You know, like there's the you know, um, is it a cryptid until it's a discovered thing? Like 
Again, is that just it's a it's a cryptid it's a cryptid it. until we have a, a a body or remains that we can right you know put under the then microscope. it's an it's a creature and then yeah then it's then it's just an id the bipedal creature <laughs> bipedal creature bipedal wow. so yeah yeah okay all right all right uh, good question I like it I can't wait I can't wait to tell you the beast of Bray Road story I. I'm next, I think. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you could have lunch with anyone either dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, oh, my dad. Oh. <laughs> there we go. My dad. Uh, Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, yeah. I, just, I, just, I just hear him talk. <laughs> if it wasn't my dad, because I miss him, if it wasn't yeah. my dad, I would say um, someone famous. Dorothy Parker. Dad. Come on. Not Dorothy. Yeah, yeah Dorothy, Dorothy Parker. Parker. Oh, my God. I would want to meet, though, all four of us together. Mm-hmm. What a lovely group <laughs> Jamie, of Michael, people. Oscar, Dorothy. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Ah, that'd be awesome. There it is. Okay. All right. Um. All right. You're next. I think. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite? Didn't I just? Okay. No. This is okay. Uh, what's your favorite <laughs> ghost or unexplained story? Uh, it's still Skinwalker Ranch for me. Yeah. Still Skinwalker yeah. Ranch. Because it's so, uh, it goes on for so long, and so many witnesses, and so many. Like, it's just such a great fucking, and it's got everything. It's got all the here. things, all the all the paranormal things that are kind of wrapped up in that story. It's like it's wow. It's like a Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're gonna put everything in here. <laughs> yeah, I love any ghost story in a park, in a Disney Six Flags, any of that stuff. Like amusement That's, parks. Yes, amusement any, park I mean, ghosts. Um, ghosts where entertainment is. So like there mm, or theater mm. ghosts. I love theater ghosts. Um, you know, it takes me back to, oh, God, yeah. where was it? Charleston, where the lights, all of that light, crazy light stuff happened. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, that was really cool. Uh, but I love those. But I also love like the murder mystery ghosts. So the mm-hmm, Velisca Axe mm-hmm, Murder House. Mm-hmm. I love like trying to solve the crime while also... What's going on in the house? What spirits are there? You know, mm-hmm, is it now mm-hmm. just like a portal because so many people went there? And what the fuck does that mean? Right. Science. Yeah. Science. Mm. Oh. Oh, is it my turn? Um, what was the first horror movie you watched that had a profound effect on you? Not your favorite or the one you've watched the most, but one that you've watched when you were maybe <clears throat> a smidge too young and it genuinely terrified you. Yeah, you have an answer? You, the you seem... television series called It. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that affected me. Um, it affected very, all of us. The very first one I can remember watching that really stuck with me was Ghost Story, uh, oddly enough. It's not mm. well-remembered now, but it's based on a Peter Straub book and starring, like, Fred Astaire, of all people. as uh, And he was older, so this was, like, I think this was made in the 70s, late uh, late 70s, early 80s. And uh, it's terrifying. It's it's about a bunch of old men who, when they were younger, uh, accidentally killed somebody, and they've kind of held... Mm-hmm. They, they've, um, they've been part of the secret society. Not really, uh, but, like, they've been... <laughs> the, the secret has kept them bound together um, for decades now, and then, like, the ghost has come back in their old age and wants revenge and starts like picking them off one by one. And it's a good, I remember it being a good movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but uh, my dad was watching it. He'd rented it and had it on. And because I like spooky stuff and he didn't think it was really a horror movie, just more of like a, like a thriller. He let me watch it with him. And I was like, Oh no, it's a horror movie. And it's, yeah. it was, it was really scary and it really stayed with me. And I was like, Oh, and it actually sw- made me swear off of scary stuff for a little while. 
because it gave yeah. me such bad nightmares. But I'd like to go back and watch it and see how hokey. I'm, I'm sure it's hokey. They're all hokey now when you look back yeah. at the horror movies that scared you when you were a kid. But maybe not. I don't know. I just remember there's a that it ends with them pulling an old car out of a lake where the body of this woman that they'd killed years ago was. It's a terrifying mm-hmm. sequence, the flashback, because they 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 accidentally hit her over the head. Uh, it's a long story, and and they think, oh, my God, she's dead. So they put her, like, what can we do? Okay, they put her in the back of this Model T Ford, and they push it into a lake. And as it's sinking, she wakes up and is like, <gasps> ah, and, like, goes down. And so it's a horrible image of, like, this woman dying. And they're like, oh, my God, we just, oh, my God, fuck. And then they're all like, we can never talk about this again, whatever. Well, so the, the climax is they... Uh, drag the lake and they tow the the old Model T Ford that's now been down there for fucking 60 years or more and they pull it out and Fred Astaire is like the last member of, of the group that's alive and he opens the door and her body's in there but it's filmed in such a way that it looks it's it's very clever it's either the body just kind of falls out and it's in slow motion because of the way he opens the door. The body just falls out or it comes out at him. Ooh. And it's like, and it's it's really it's really good. And I remember that just fucking with me because it's a really mm-hmm. good practical effect. And the way they film it and the music and everything. And it's a climactic moment because the ghost is currently somewhere else about to kill somebody. And because he frees the body at that moment, like it, it saves the dude that's being threatened at oh, the time yeah. across and the other part of town. So, yeah, anyway, so it really stuck with me. And, and uh, it was also the first movie in which I saw Dick. Oh. Well, <laughs> there's, there's a very brief, because it's the 70s, there's a brave, very brief scene where a guy, fucking some old dude, just walking around, and there's his dick just flapping around for like a half a shot. And I yeah. was like, that's a penis. <laughs> right there on the what is, screen. What is that doing on the screen? That's not allowed. You know, by that time, I'd seen a lot of tits and ass, but never penis. And it just, for right. some reason, Isn't that, that weird. It's so not fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, my parents didn't like horror movies, and my mom was really prone to nightmares. Um, I was also very, still am prone to nightmares. So I, I'm a very vivid dreamer. So things that I are happening in life will happen in my dreams. And so um, I didn't watch a lot of horror movies when I was really mm-hmm. young. So for me, it was stuff you like that. You still don't watch a lot. No, I don't. I don't like gore. Mm. That's not my thing. And so I like spooky, creepy, suspense, you know, thriller type stuff. But um, but yeah, so for me, there are there weren't a lot like the ghost stories. I, I watched Topper. <laughs> I love Topper. That didn't scare me, but it was really fun. Uh, you know, so the stuff, you know, when I was really young, um, I was cartoon stuff would scare me. And uh, and so. You know, I didn't really watch anything super young, but with that it when it came out, we watched mm. that as a family around the television. And it's not a movie, but it definitely left its mark mm. Mm. on yeah. Whew, good question. Oh, yeah. Memory lane. <laughs> right. Has there been any potential episode that you axed or canceled because you thought the story was too ridiculous to be complete compelling or believable? What's the approach you take when you research your stories? Do you take the anecdotal evidence presented to you at face value? I, there have been, um, <clears throat> there was one I, I was trying to do recently within the past year. And I was like really excited. I'm like, I'm going to look into this. And after a day, I was like, no, there's no story here. That's not, it's all, it's all horseshit. Like I just didn't, and I can't yeah. remember, I cannot remember now what it was. If I went back over my notes, I could find it. It's happened several times where we think, ooh, this would be something good. 
And then we go look, and the only information coming from the haunting is uh, the website of the hotel. And so generally, if you look through when you're researching and you find several websites, but the wording is the exact same, it's going to be harder to find information on on the haunting and everything because somebody – Multiple websites will just go find it, copy and paste it onto mm-hmm. their website as mm-hmm. their information, and then it looks like, oh my gosh, there's so many people talking about this this haunted um, hotel, but it's really the same story being told over and over. And most yeah. of the time, that story tracks back to the ho- the owner of the hotel, the marketing team for the hotel, and they are just trying to get people to go to the hotel. I so. I almost, and I know this is going to disappoint a lot of people, although we've spoken about it before, I almost axed the Myrtle's Plantation episode because once I started looking right. into that, I'm like, oh, there's there's nothing here. This is not a true story. Like, right. It doesn't mean that it's not haunted, but the story around it and that and that it was, I mean, I think it's so good that you told it, though. It's an important story. Yeah, I thought it was told. important because I think it told a very different story that people weren't aware of. That it was like, yeah, no, this, yeah. Was, this was a plantation and there were slaves and it was fucking awful. But the story yeah. that's being sold now just isn't true. And that just, that rubs me the wrong way because it feels like the memory of what the, the actual slaves that suffered the there went villains. through is being exploited. Um, you know, by Not the, that slaves who, aren't true villains, let me say that. That no. came out wrong because of what you were saying. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get. No, I know what you mean. Were the, like, the, well, the fucking plantation owners, the owners, fucking slave yeah. owners, the fucking piece of shit. You know, uh, rich fucking Southerners that were like, you know, oh, let's you know, let's treat another human being like cattle. Um, and it just bothers me that it, it bothers me on multiple reasons. Like one, it's like I wish we didn't have to dress up. Um, history, like vital, very, uh, you know, important to remember history so it doesn't happen again. Um, I wish we didn't have to dress it up like ghosts to make people interested in it. And the fact that we have to create, like, why do we have to create, like, Chloe is not a real figure. There was never anyone of that name that, 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 uh, you know, or or of that description that had, that whose life played out the way hers is said to have done in that house. And so I'm like, God, there's how, and how many actual lives does that bullshit story distract us from? So I'm really mad. The Myrtle's Plantation really made me angry because I was like, man, this is, I was, I thought it was one. I just, I bought it all my life. I'm like, it's a good story. Clearly it's haunted. It probably is haunted, but Mm -hmm. it just feels like a very different story is being told, made up, um, for various reasons. I don't know. I don't presume to know, but I don't, I don't like it. I'm like, there's a real story there. Why can't we just tell the real fucking story? Why do we have to make up bullshit to make everyone feel a little better about slavery? I hate it. I fucking hate it. That is what we have noticed. One of the biggest things I think we've noticed doing this podcast is the truth behind a lot of these stories. You know, it's, you know, the first thing that came to mind are everything's on a, a Native American burial ground, Native American burial ground. And it's like, it does not make... Genocide okay to say, oh, they're on a Native American burial ground, so they're getting back at white people. So let's still be afraid of the, quote, savage, right? It's such a trope where they're just kind of like, see, we're all even now because we're being haunted by Native Americans. Like, no, that's not. We're not even. We're not. The score is not settled, motherfucker. History is still awful and we need to address it. And, you know, we're just really good at distracting ourselves by making up bullshit stories that 
aren't even as interesting as the actual story. Like just on a right. uh, just for sheer for sheer like interest, it's like no, the actual story of Myrtle's Plantation is much more interesting and compelling and uh, and fraught with difficulties than the bullshit story we've been sold. And it makes yeah. me, so I almost so getting back to that, I almost axed that one because I was so angry. I'm like, I don't think I could talk about this without pissing a lot of people off who are really invested in the story uh, because right. it is but a it good needs to be it told. is a, it is a good story. But it's not true. Right. Um, and Modern that's... day ghost storytelling has a tendency, and by modern day I mean within the past hundred years, has a tendency to play on tropes, uh-huh. biases, and microaggressions against yep. minority communities. Yep. So anytime you hear that, oh, it was a slave who fought back, do the research on that because it's probably bullshit. Anytime it's like, oh, this woman got upset because her children were taken away, so she murdered them, you know, do some research on that because it's not that it it's impossible to have happened. We know we've heard stories, but a lot of times to make the aggressor who was never punished okay, to make it okay that they were never punished, the victims become villainized and it mm-hmm. is not fucking okay which is why the history of stuff is is important to really know that never happened and people believe it like it's fact and it's just not well same and, thing with like amityville yeah. they came uh, in and all of this shit really happened at amityville there were murders there mm-hmm. but later they were like oh but it was probably on an indian burial ground so it can't be these white people's fault it's got to be no exactly and it I, was not that's not true and something else it's to just, consider like ghost stories as much as we love them and as many people believe and stuff they're still a fringe interest like mm-hmm. polite society doesn't really believe in it they 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 don't believe in ghosts or they, if they do it's kind of tongue well, in cheek whatever about it. they don't talk about it so but we're not we, polite so, so when we take major <laughs> issues like the way native americans were treated um by by white folk coming over from europe and, and the way um you know the african-american community has been treated since forever by white people here in the states like that shit gets glossed over when we put in a ghost story because like people want to talk about like oh my god the ghost of this slave or the ghost of this of this native american indian chief or whatever and even if there is a grain of truth to the story it now becomes a very easy chunk of history to discount for a lot of people because it's being sold mm-hmm. as a ghost story people are like see it's bullshit and it's yeah. and i hate to put it this way but i feel like if we say like you know this this place is haunted by the slaves that were uh, abused here which is probably true by the way but the minute you put it in those terms and make shit up to, to dress it up, to make it more compelling, to make it more mainstream, it's very easy for people to say, see, if that's a bullshit story, and if that's a bullshit story, maybe slavery wasn't real either. And I don't want to give any... It's not as bad as they want I, it to exactly, be. Exactly, and I don't want to give any... I don't want to accidentally give any fucking denier... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fuel, because we have enough of that conspiracy bullshit going around. And I'm just, yeah. I, so it bothers me. I'm like, I think there's plenty of ghost stories out there that are 100% real that we can talk about and also talk mm-hmm. about the actual historical background and the current implications of that story without having to rely on these tropes that are really just about making us feel mm-hmm. better. Um, and I feel like a, a lot of those actuallys that happen are usually around uh, uh, women, minority, you know, women, minorities, non, non-white folk. It is usually women, <laughs> uh, slavery, uh, the treatment of minorities in various areas, mm-hmm. be they immigrants from China or mm-hmm. or from Russia or Irish Americans or Italians or whatever. Anyone that's not, you know, uh, white and of the landed gentry, <laughs> right? And 
Yeah, and it's and it's just kind of weird. I I just I so a lot of actuallys that come up. My to kind of bring it, you know, in a lighter tone, because I don't want to get into this <laughs> huge thing again. Because I mean, obviously, we're not going to change our listeners' minds. They're already kind of on the same page with us. <laughs> That's um, true. So we're preaching to the choir here. But uh, when it comes to what what satisfies my uh, notion of of a good story uh, that should be talked about is like okay well so it's a ghost story there's been reports here can I find anything that isn't just secondhand of people saying well it said that this happens I'm like I don't, yeah. who said it who said Rumor it who did it actually happen it. to I want specific instances there needs to be at least at least a handful of accounts firsthand eyewitness accounts they need to have not all happened in the same week. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, right, yeah. Because that's just a fad. Uh, you know, one person has an experience and then five more come up to say they've had it too because they don't want to miss the boat. Um, so it's like it needs to have several eyewitnesses' accounts um, that people that didn't know each other and that spread, spanned uh, decades, you know, yeah. without and in a play. And, and it needs to be the more obscure the story, the better. The really famous ones, man, it's impossible to get to the truth because it's so muddied by everyone wanting to get on there and say they've had an experience when they haven't. Like the Queen Mary. I'm sure the Queen Mary isn't actually haunted. Um, or, or if it is, it's haunted by one ghost that like moves a towel. But it's since become <laughs> this whole thing. Right. Where everyone's like, I felt because, you know, if you go to a haunted spot expecting to have an experience, you're going to have an experience. Doesn't mean there's anything actually there. Um, you know, and so the more famous a haunted place is, the more likely it's going to boil down to an actually. It's so I like the more mm-hmm. obscure stories that happen to multiple people who didn't necessarily know each other. And their experiences happen over the course of several decades. Um, and it's like where there's where there's uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for where there's very little chance of infection, so to speak, where it's like, right. oh, this person could not have known that person to have picked up their story unwittingly and carried it over. There was no contact there. So the fact that two people, there's two corroborating witnesses that had no contact with each other whatsoever. That's pretty compelling. So that's the kind of stuff yeah. I look for when I'm looking for um, doing you know, the research. Doing the well, research. And, the, and the anecdotal, it, it, you know. Wit- witness testimony is still testimony, no matter what people it on is. the internet say. So when <laughs> there is true. somebody who says this thing happened to me and there's several people saying this was my experience at this house or wherever, um, even if the story that's being told isn't true, that does not negate their experiences. That does not mean they didn't have the experiences they had. It just exactly. may not be what they thought it was. Exactly. So, yeah, that's something we we take both of those things into consideration for sure. Yeah. I love when I'm able to find a story where someone's like, I'm convinced I ran into a demon, you know, because that they have they believe yeah. in demons. And so anything that kind of falls under that umbrella, they're very quick to call a demon because that's just that's how they're prone to do for what for a variety of reasons. But then you have someone have a similar experience, but they look at that experience through a very different lens. I love when I can mm-hmm. bring those two kinds of encounters together to get at a kind of a larger truth. Um, yeah. Because I'm also yeah, and I'm a big I, believer that not everything's a demon. Sometimes people are assholes. I mean, I think I think, you know, every every encounter we have with the, the otherworldly is going to filter through a personal lens that we're not aware we mm-hmm. have. And so that's why it's important to have multiple witnesses, because, yeah, OK, it's not so much that I don't think they experienced something, but I don't necessarily think that their interpretation of their own experience is the last word on it. Um because right. because, you know, there's too much we don't know. It's like the same thing when a movie critic doesn't like a movie. And I'm like, I feel like they should be obliged to tell us how their week was. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because like, it's going to play into how they receive like? that movie. You know, like, well, did you just have a fight with your with your boyfriend for you saw this movie? Because I feel like you would have liked it had you been in a better headspace, you know, kind of thing. So yeah. it's all about you really have to get to get at the truth of something. 
you really have to uh, question confirmation biases and you really have mm-hmm. to, you know, look at it and understand that the human mind likes to tell itself a story and is really good at, at adding details uh, that make it a good story even. And, and eventually you you accept it as true. You, I, people don't, I, people rarely in my experience just make shit up, um, though it does happen. I think people yeah. just, people just get, they have an experience and they unconsciously pad it with details that seem to fit, that make it, that make it <clears throat> more interesting to tell to other people, um, right. you know, well, because, because we're communal. Your, the, the, what you know. you've talked about before is you may not, like, the, in the same way that when you see that dress, some people see it gold and white and some mm-hmm. people see it as blue mm-hmm. and black, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. brain sees something in a different way and processes it with your <clears throat> understanding. So you may yeah. see something that you recognize but that may not actually be what you're seeing. It's just your brain has to recognize mm-hmm. it to acknowledge it. And so that that's always a good, I think, a really and cool that, way. And that thinking. happens especially when we encounter something weird that we don't have pre-existing um, easy explanations for. Like when there are blanks in an experience, your brain is designed to fill those blanks with whatever yep. is laying around. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's like it's your brain is like a is like a busybody dad who's like, I can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, fix it. I'll put it together. And, and so, and that's and that's what we do. And so, like, it's important to get multiple encounters, uh, multiple eyewitness testimonies, so you can kind of see where they agree and where they disagree. And that's the only way to get at the truth. So that's that's the thing for me. Like, I yeah. I can't tell you how many times we have jumped into a story hoping for something really cool because on the face of it, the story sounds really cool. But the minute you dig into it, you realize this is just the same it's bit shallow. of ad copy that's been filtered through a dozen people that want us to believe they had an experience that are not that just. They're not, I don't want to say they're lying, but maybe they have had some kind of experience there, or maybe they've had the experience because they went into it expecting one because they read the same pamphlet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And right. that's that's not that's not a good um, measure of something being real. Right. Because the you human mind the gold, is... Do you see it as gold and white or blue and black? Yeah. Do you hear yeet or do you hear like green or whatever that fucking thing was? Or yanni um, or whatever. Yeah. That is. yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, that's just great ways of, of experiencing that. Okay. Yeah. Last question. Last question. We've made it. What's, what's your favorite <laughs> Halloween movie and food? And uh, if, if the next Halloween is coming, what are you guys going to dress as? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know. Uh, um, Halloween I, food is stew. Stew. Yeah, that's up there. That's my favorite. Uh, other than yeah, that, it's and just candy. Hundred grand, hundred grand, hundred grand candy bars. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. With Reese's and peanut Moscow butter mules. cups being set. Yeah, and Moscow mules. Um, my favorite Halloween movie. Uh, it changes every year, but I find myself always coming back to the Nightmare Before Christmas because that's a movie I can watch for both holidays. And yes. um, I also just love it. It just that that movie found me at a particular time in my life that was kind of destined to stay with me if I watched it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it just it. Um, I was very adhesive when I saw that movie, so it's stuck to me ever since. And uh, <laughs> but other like good horror movies, I I love movies that kind of capture the essence of Halloween. And there's a really fun uh, anthology movie called um, Trick or Treat, which I think is really fun. Mm-hmm. I it, it's a mm-hmm. bunch of it's a by anthology movie. I mean like it's a two hour film that has a bunch of little stories within it. It's kind of a nesting right. doll story. And um, but it really it, it's. You know, it's it's your typical horror movie in a lot of ways, but they really capture the feeling of Halloween for me, and so for that reason, I love it. It's it's a one yeah. of my favorite like representations of the Halloween spirit on film, and of course the movie Halloween, which I still find and just an incredibly good film 
after it's all these years. It is a delight. Yeah. I enjoy movies around Christmas, t- um, Christmas time, around Halloween time, like, you know, dark Christmas. Um, <laughs> that generally, I really like kids type of movies so like paranorman and stuff like that are really i love it i love all those halloween specials we grew up with as kids that were like yeah charlie brown halloween or or it's the great pumpkin charlie brown i mean yeah yeah the garfield halloween special is still one of my favorites yeah i love those things i don't they just i don't know it's just uh, home i guess i don't know it's nice it's very nostalgic and so i always love those kinds of things um any kind of kitty type, you know, goosebumps or yeah. anytime I see yeah. something new, um, Felicia Angel, who has read stories <laughs> yeah. for us, I'll yeah. be like, hey, yeah, you gotta yeah, read yeah. this, or, you know, especially with the girls, their age. Oh, uh, Hocus, you know, sorry, you know, like, Felicia, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Hocus Pocus. Hocus yeah, Pocus. Sure. We watch that every Pocus. year. Yeah. I love that. We were on the road moving to L.A. <laughs> when uh, uh, when Halloween struck this year. And so we're like, we got to watch. We're going to watch Hocus Pocus. So we, we, we watched it in a hotel room. <laughs> I love it. In Flagstaff. So good. <laughs> we're like, we can't, we can't not watch Hocus Pocus this year. God damn it. Uh, so, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so. And what, what, um, what will you be going as for Halloween? If, so if it I happens? can't commit to that right now. I don't know. I will always have big plans and then it's like I'll wear cat ears like you know uh, I don't know I don't know we live with a cosplayer so there's always a lot of pressure because he's like I can make something for you I can make something for you and and he could and it would look amazing so I don't know but I want to I want to look good enough by Halloween to be able to like wear something sexy but I don't know uh, if that's going to happen so maybe um, for Halloween, I'm either going to be something sexy or something ironic. <laughs> <laughs> what about both? <laughs> well, that's what I am already. Sexy uh, <laughs> irony. Mm, Cyronic. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't really dress up for Halloween yeah. too much because I don't go out and party and, and I don't, we don't get trick-or-treaters, yeah. uh, at least in our old place. We'll see. The last time I dressed here, up, but... I went to a party that I thought people they it was like an anniversary party on halloween they got married on halloween so i was like "Ooh, this will be fun they clearly like halloween because they got married on halloween and they have parties on halloween and then i went and i went as the other mother and jack was baba duke and we were a power couple (laughs) that's great that's great and everybody else was dressed as muppets they were scared of us and i was like that's not what my expectation was for this party so. That's my favorite. All right. Well, that's, that's good to end on. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, ghoulintentions.com. Yes. Send us your stories. Uh, you can submit your story at the top of the menu. If you would like to be a Patreon, listen to the commercial, patreon.com, ghoulintentions. Um, join us. We have a lot of fun on those discords, but we appreciate any support we can get. Uh until next time stay safe stay sane and remember it's okay to sleep it's okay to with, sleep the, lights with lights the lights on recording i'm recording comfortable in my in my in my chair in my in this terribly uncomfortable chair okay one two three That was you did that on purpose. Oh, didn't mean to do you it on purpose. You delayed your crack But I did on- it on purpose. Sorry. Let's do it one more time, Matt. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>